This is Las Vegas Real Estate Now with local real estate expert Harvey Blankfeld. Where we want to educate you about our market, empower you to make wise decisions, and help you engage with our expert contributors. But I'm going to start uh, this week off um, by by talking to you guys about the uh, market conditions. And so let's get right into that first. Um, let's talk about what's going on in our market. Um, and this week, uh, again, what, I, what I'm going to show you guys is... Um, Single-family homes. That's what I like to uh, look at. That's what I've always done. I'm going to compare apples to apples. I don't want you looking at numbers different than what we've always presented on a monthly basis. And so here on the week of 4:30, uh, the week that ended uh, basically um, the data through last night, currently we have 6,360 single-family homes available. This past seven days, this past week, 505 were put in escrow. That's up 47 from last week. We closed uh, 369 single-family homes this week. That's down from last week, down 41 from last week. Uh, 130 homes were withdrawn from the market. That's down from last week, down 24. The median sold price was 3066. That's down almost $10,000. And the median sold price per square foot is 174. That's up almost $9. And the median days on market is 34. That went down one. Now, again, I'm going to remind you guys that the median sold price and the median sold price per square foot, these numbers fluctuate so much because the sample sizes are pretty small uh, on a weekly basis. And these are numbers we like to look, take a look at, uh, but they fluctuated quite a bit. So, you know, I'm just going to suggest that um, uh, I don't want to pay too much attention to that. The, the numbers are off from a normal market, but they're not horrible. I mean, what we're seeing is, is that uh, we're still doing a lot of business here in Southern Nevada, which is great. Now, back on March 26th, you can see we had 5,655 homes on the market. Right now, we're up to 6,360. That's, that's up, you know, what, 800 homes uh, over that month's period of time. Uh, that week, we had 448 put in escrow. This week, we have 505. That week, we closed 567. This, this is 369. That's down 200 from that, that week. So that's a pretty significant drop. And we've seen, if you take a look at the trend, uh, it's, it's kind of been dropping. This, this last week was pretty good, um, but this week was a little bit off again. Uh, the number of withdrawn, uh, that first week was a lot, 204, but it's been, you know, around 100. Last week was a little high, 154. We're at 130 this week. The median sold price, 306. It started back then at 317. Um, so it did come down quite a bit this week uh, from that number. It, you know, it's gone up and down a little bit, but it's not moving a lot. The median sale price, look at this, 175.32. Now it's 174.46, about the same. Hasn't really changed that much. The days on market has gone up slightly, but I thought the, it's interesting to see the data points going back that entire time just to see what's really happening because a lot of people will tell you, gee, the market's absolutely dead. Nobody's selling anything. Um, nothing's happening. It's just not true. Uh, there's activity out there right now, and we're seeing some stuff. You got a comment, Ethan? Yeah, Carly's asking, are appraisals coming in low due to the pandemic? Are appraisals, good, good question, Carly. Um, you know, I, I think that we've seen, we've seen appraisals uh, move back and forth uh, quite a bit. And of late, I think appraisers are going to be cautious. I think that they're going to be cautious to see them move up. I don't know that they'll push them, though. Uh, you know, I've always I've always had this feeling because appraisers are really autonomous. We don't I, we don't have influence on appraisers like we used to. Um, and I would tell you that as a rule, they're not supposed to change based on what's happening right now. But 
doesn't mean they won't. And it's possible that they could, they could, you know, they could come back and come down a little bit. And appraisers are going to be cautious. Let's not kid ourselves. They're definitely going to be cautious. Governor Sislak's going to be speaking tonight. Uh, he's going to, he's already kind of hinted, let us know that uh, he's going to extend the stay-at-home order till the middle of May. We've got two more weeks. I know that for a lot of people, this is not a popular decision. I got to say, I support the governor in this. I think that uh, it's hurt me and, and my colleagues as much as anyone. Well, maybe not as much as some, but it's hurt us a lot. Um, we've seen a dramatic drop in business. It's very difficult to conduct our business, although we are doing it. And so the impact has been uh, felt by everybody, particularly in property management. The, the impact is devastating. Uh, so we understand that that's going on. But we also want everybody to know that we think it's important that Nevada protect the Strip. The Strip has to be protected. It's very, very important. If we open the Strip, my feeling is, if we open the Strip too early and people start getting sick coming to Las Vegas, the long-term impact of that on our city would be devastating. That's my feeling. So I think that the governor uh, siding on the air, erring on the side of caution is, is smart. I, I do think it's smart. I, I want to make money. I want to get <laughs> I want to get everybody back to work so we can start making money. We can start uh, getting into normal routines because believe me, this stuff, uh, staying at home stuff is brutal. Um, in, in the article, he also uh, points out that uh, tomorrow um, people can start to play golf again. People can start to play tennis and pickleball. So that will happen tomorrow, and that's going to be, I know that's going to make a lot of people happy. I know that uh, tea times have been uh, being piled up, and it's tough to even get a tea time tomorrow at this point. I understand that some of the golf courses here in town. Uh, but that's good news. At least we can start to, those who want to can get out outside, walk on the grass, get on a tennis court, hit the ball around, play some pickleball. I think that's terrific. We got a question from somebody. What was that, Ethan? What you got? We have a question from Carol. She says, any updates on the iBuyers? Oh, Carol, yeah. You know what? Good question. Uh, iBuyers are pretty much disappeared for the most part. Although I see ads on TV for some local players who are looking to buy homes for cash. Um, but let's remember something, uh, everyone. Selling to an iBuyer, you're selling to an investor. You're selling uh, to somebody who's looking to flip flip the house. They're not uh, going to be living in it. They're not um, going to sell it for a loss. They're going to sell it for a profit. So if an iBuyer is buying your home, they're going to be putting some money into it or asking you to put money into it, one or the other, and then they're going to turn around and sell it. So the question you have to ask yourself as a seller, is the ease of selling to one individual investor worth the amount of money I'm going to lose by selling my home what I would call retail through multiple lists. The other thing that's happened recently, I've noticed this com company out there called Rex, and they're doing a national campaign. And the first uh, few ads, they talked about the idea that they've uh, applied uh, fantastic technology to get your home exposed um, to, to buyers and deal with buyers directly without having to pay big commissions. And now their ads come out and they say, hey, why would you want to use multiple lists? Just Go right to buyers. Why, again, mess with agents? Well, let me tell you, multiple lists is what gets you the money because your home is exposed to so many buyers. Now, you might think that your home is going to be exposed to a lot of people on Rex. Not one-tenth, maybe one one-hundredth of the number of people who are using multiple lists. Where does multiple lists go? Zillow, Realtor.com, uh, Trulia, Redfin. Those guys are all using multiple lists. Uh, Rex is not. 
Rex is not using multiple lists. They're just putting their homes on their website. So you got to count on a buyer finding your home on their website. That's it. Not everywhere else. So just keep that in mind too. So a great question, Carol, about iBuyers. I, you know, look, I've always said I think there's a place for them, but I want sellers to be wary and understand that while the, system, the, the, the sale might be easy, you're giving up a lot of money. And it's not as if I can't, as your realtor or whoever your trusted realtor is, can't do the same for you. So I would advise you to consult with your trusted uh, realtor about uh, what's the best way for you to sell your home. Please join us again next week as we keep you up to date on everything real estate here in Southern Nevada. Remember, send me any questions or ideas for next week's broadcast. Tune in every Thursday at 3. Also, please let your friends and family know to like our Facebook page and be reminded about our updates at LV Real Estate Radio. We'll catch you next week. Thanks again for joining us.